All right, here we go. Another edition of the Inside Fitness Radio Podcast. I'm here with a, a very uh, dear friend of mine and a special guest, Mark Magna. Mark, how's it going? Awesome. Awesome to be here. Good to see you, my friend. It's Mark's an honor a- to be on the show. Yeah, and you know what? I'll, thank you because because of you, <laughs> I uh, did my first podcast and you're the one who actually pushed me you know, pushed me into it in, in, a, in a very positive way. And um, I like to usually start off podcasts, how I, you know, how I, I, I met someone or where we first met. But I thought, you know, today, that was one thing that uh, I remember vividly, because we had went up to anatomy and, and uh, we did a photo shoot. And then you're like, hey, man, let's do this podcast. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't oh, yeah. remember it. No, you didn't want to do it. And I was thinking, man, I'm I got to force this guy to do the podcast. He doesn't realize how good it is, how great it is for him. Yeah. And I was I, just like, I, I, and it was one of those moments that I was just like, no, I, I really don't like to talk. I'm like nervous. I don't know what to say. If I'm going to say something stupid, all that. And then obviously once you started up, I was just got so comfortable. And then at, by the end of it all, I was like, this is like an addiction. I was like, this is really cool. I get to actually, someone's asking me questions and, and then the one thing that I, I, I really love about it is you get to learn about people and even people that you know, and you think you know them, but you don't actually really know all the details. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this is a very, it's a privilege. Thank you for making the time, like I said. And um, I want to start off too with, uh, let's get a little background because people have seen you. You've been on the cover of the magazine and I talk about you, but let's get a little background before we get into things uh, you grew up where. I grew up in Fall River, Massachusetts. That's south of Boston, um, southeastern Mass. And um, it, honestly, it was uh, I had an amazing uh, childhood because I had an amazing mom. And then I went on to uh, college, University of Richmond, and I was drafted to play football. But please, I want you to guide this bad boy. So tell yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you were when you were uh, younger, were you like a big kid? Were you like what kind of like, were you bullied Bro. at all? Like, what was what was what was it like? Bro- brother, I was I was a uh, very fat, and it's putting it kindly, mm-hmm. uh, out of shape young person who was extremely shy, wallflower, insecure, and um, I was bullied pretty badly. And it, it, it uh, you know, I, it, it was a very uh, tough part of my childhood. I had a great childhood because I had a great mom, but the, the part of being bullying, it, bullied, it was, it was brutal. It yeah. really was brutal. And that, that obviously fueled my uh, want to change my life and change my body so much. Yeah. So um, when you were in high school, you started playing football and then how'd that all start for you? Yeah. I, in high school, I, I started playing football, youth football, and my mother took me to play uh, a youth system called Pop Warner. And when I went to Pop Warner, uh, my mom wanted to sign me up, and the coach told my mother that I couldn't play because I was too heavy. And you had to be 150, below 150, 150 pounds. Yeah. I weighed 196 pounds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I weighed, I'm from an Italian family, so we, we ate pasta, you know, several yeah. times a day, and it was... Uh, interesting childhood but she took me to a youth program where I mean kids were playing 14 15 years old and I was only 11 and I went to play with them uh and I I hated football I hated football because I hated moving but I wanted to be out there I really wanted to be out there and I 
idolized athletes because they look like Roman gods and they move so well and they look so fit. And I wanted to be all those things. The problem was I, I was none of those things. Yeah. So uh, I just kept, I think one of the important things, Terry, is that I just kept showing up and my mom refused to let me quit. And I mean, the, I remember the first thing at a football practice was running around the, running down to the opposite end of the field, yeah. uh, around the goalpost and running back. And I was always the last one. And I was hoping that they wouldn't make us do it at the beginning of practice. I hated it that much. And oh I didn't really hate it. I hated the fact that I was last. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I think that's one of the important messages. Like we don't, a lot of the times that we don't, it's not that we don't like the activities. We don't like the fact that we're not doing well when we do them. And there's only one way to get better at them, you know? So, yeah. but it, it was, it was a, it was a long process, man. Like I didn't exactly love training and love punishing myself. Like I didn't love any of those things, yeah. but the feeling that I had of insecurity, not feeling good about who I was being in my own skin and being like out of shape and out of breath and not feeling good about who Mark was like, that was enough to propel me and fuel me to get moving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so after uh, basically, uh, um, after, uh, <laughs> Mark, I tell you, man, that was, uh, that was good. You, you kind of threw me off there a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> I'll get back. Man. Well, cause you know, I, I could talk so much about, uh, your history and all that, but there's, you know, there's a book, you, you've, you've written a book, you've, you, there's a documentary, there's so much stuff there. I know we can go through and mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't want to go through all of it because I know I'm going to encourage people obviously to go through it and, and to look it up. I mean, and, and find it and read it and see okay. the, the documentary. So that came out recently. Yeah. The documentary, we did a screening in my hometown of Fall River, Massachusetts. We also did a screening in Richmond, Virginia. And I had some really amazing uh, friends from back home attend and friends from college attended the one in Richmond. And then I had people who are my dear friends uh, that have come to be very close friends in Miami who traveled up to see it. Yeah. And we, all, we, uh, a few weeks ago, we did a screening in Miami and it's currently out on uh, Vimeo, uh, just a kid from fall river. And it talks about my childhood being raised by my mom, being bullied yeah. and uh, doing poor in school. And then, uh, shifting things. So how does something like this happen? I mean, how does this come about? Because I mean, like I said, there's so many details in your life and there's the book, but how does this, something like this materialize? Which one, the book or the, the film? Well, I guess the book was, was the book first. Yeah, the book was first. Uh, I always wanted to write a book. Yeah. Um, that was fueled because I had so much inside of me that I wanted to get out and share with people. Mm -hmm. And this, it's an impossibility to share that kind of content with a, another human being. But also when I was a kid, I was in third grade and the teacher told me writing, my writing was so bad that, you know, it's writing's not for me. And, you know, you say anyone could write a book, but I physically actually sat down and wrote a book. Like I had a lot of help. Don't get me wrong. I had editors, yeah. I had people take what I wrote and they, they, they cut things, they left things on the editing room floor. But like, I'm just going to tell you, writing a book is one of the most challenging things a human being will ever do, <laughs> really? because it's 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 a it's a it's it it takes so long. And when you write, like very few people, with the exception of professional writers, have the luxury of writing all day and not doing anything else. Yeah, I mean, um, I wrote 
on the weekends. The first time I sat down to write, I typed 180 pages in Microsoft Word over the course of a weekend. And my wife came home after traveling and looked at me and she said, what's wrong? And I was sitting in the chair and I had been done for about two hours and I didn't move. And it was yeah. in, incredibly exhausting. And it's an emotional exercise because you start thinking of things that you, you remember, you recall from childhood, good things, bad things, and you're reliving them. So it, yeah. took, it took over five years. Oh, wow. That's, that's quite yeah. the process. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, I can understand that, obviously. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a, really a writer. I, I've worked with lots of writers and all that. And I always wondered, because I had people in the office and they'd be sitting in cubicles. I'm like, how the hell are you guys writing at like, you know, 9 a.m.? Like, how do you? Right, right. For me, it's like I have to be in that space. I have to be in that zone to get creative. Um, I've, I've had to do a couple pieces where it was like you look back in history, you know, what we've done and all that. And I can only imagine, yeah, how exhausting it is because, uh, I mean, we put together called magazines, but books every uh, two months. And, but it's different because there's templated, there's templated things there. You know what I mean? So it's right, not like right. you feature well. So the main, the main stories and the covers that takes the, the creativity and the juice. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so we were doing this, you're writing this book. How long ago did you, did you start that? Because you also obviously started, you had a business and you have a lot yeah, of things going on. Yeah. I mean, you're one of the busiest guys that I know. Yeah. Well, um, I, my schedule from Monday, early Monday morning to, uh, Sunday afternoon was absolutely insanity. Uh, I would train like at the time when I started, I was training like 10 to 13, 14 people a day, just personal training sessions. I was also training at a performance Institute, um, where they, we had professional athletes and I had like no time, but my, my treat, my luxury, my reward was sitting down and just writing about story. Now, Terry, you said that you're not a writer, but you know, it's interesting every day, most people, at least I think most people nowadays are on Instagram, Facebook, social media, and they write. Mm. So if you took the consolidation of every post that you write every day, you have a book. Yeah. So people just make it, they say like, I want it to sound good. I want it to be perfect. I didn't want it to sound good. I just wanted to get it down on paper. And then when I re when I went through it, I had to decide, this is one of the most challenging parts of writing a book. I had to decide, like, that might be interesting to me. And I, I probably love that story personally, but is anyone else going to love that story? That's why I needed help from editors. And I, I've had a dozen people. I had people come in and help me with that book who changed everything. And at first I loved it. And then I realized, ah, I appreciate their help, but that's not the direction I want to go. So I went back to the original. And there's a lot of things like I changed over the course of that book. And I had a lot of special help, particularly a yeah. company called Book Launchers, who oh. had some great editors. And they helped me with the editing, the cover, what message I want to get out. And they kind of lit a fire under me. Like, this is what you have to do. We need this by this time. It's called Book Launchers. They, are, they were just terrific. Book Launchers. Yeah. How, did you find, how did you find them? Someone told you about them? Or? Yeah, a, fr a friend of mine uh, who has helped me with the editing, he was in LA and he's like, look, I've taken this as far as I could. What he would go through is he would fix, you know, vocabulary, punctuality, uh, not uh, punctuation, excuse me. <laughs> and now he, then he said, look, you, you got to do the cover. You got to do the chapters. You got to do the breakdown. And they kind of split that up and did the organization of it because I, I listen, I've never written a book ever. Yeah. I think that's so. Good. And you touch on something that's really important, right? Like you're a very busy guy. There's only so many things you can do in your life and you have to also right. realize, and I, like I say this to my kids too, it's like, 
where you're strong, you should focus on obviously where you're weak. You, you can get help. There's things that will help you because you, like, you work together. You know what I mean? Like, same right, thing. Right. Editors. Um, question. So when you were not too happy with what was going on, what was it that was bothering you? Was it like the, the tone? Like, cause it, it's, it's, you know, what was well, setting you off I, there? It's, what, it, it's like it's a book is, is you write a book for a few different reasons right you write a book to make money you write a book because you want uh brand you, you want to tell your story i didn't i wasn't i didn't write a book for money i wrote a book because i wanted to get my story out there yeah. and i knew that if you're a single parent you'll love this book if mm -hmm. you're a, a kid that was insecure shy bullied picked on if you were told by 90% of your teachers, listen, I had some amazing teachers, but if you're told by 90% of your teachers that you're probably not going to do well in school, you want to read this book. If every kid out there who's has a dream of being a professional football player or a college football player or just doing well in high school, you really want to read this book because it talks about me going to the track at four o'clock in the morning in not the best area to practice, to run my sprints. It talks about me going to the field at nine o'clock at night, mm -hmm. running in, in the winter and the track is ice. Yeah. And it, it, you know, everyone says they want to do it, but I had a, a legendary coach tell me one time, show me how big your heart is by your behavior, your consistency and your accountability. And I would think like, I would get myself out of bed at 14 years old, put on three pairs of sweatpants, mm -hmm. three sweatshirts, a winter hat, and go running through the streets of Fall River, and no one was standing over me telling me to do it. Yeah. So they, all those stories are in the book, and it explains why. And that's probably the most powerful takeaway: the why. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's crazy. I, I I love the idea. Like I said, of um, something materializes. You know, obviously, there's always gonna be stumbling blocks. People think things just happen. I, you know, I get this sometimes. Like, oh, you know, it must be nice, or it's easy, or sometimes they think it looks easy. But obviously, having you know help and advice, you know, works and. You know, I mean, kudos to you. Uh, writing a book is, is is a very, very, very big accomplishment. I mean, it's it's a huge thing. One day I would like to do that. And uh, certainly, uh, maybe I'll look up you will. mantras as well. You will. Right? You will. And uh, yeah, they'll help you out. They're a great, great company. So, I mean, um, a couple of things I, I want to get into is uh, fitness modeling. Because <laughs> you're a football player. You played the CFL too and all that um, after football. So you're so... You're this guy, you're, I mean, obviously people knew who you were, your ego I must, must have been very well fed when you were playing football. And then after football, what oh, happened? You know what's interesting about playing professional sports in general? Um, you, 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 you must create this larger than life ego, I believe that, or, or persona or energy just to compete with these lion type people who are like killers. Mm -hmm. And you need that because if you're not that, like everyone has that, but do you have it just on the field and not off the field? Or do you have it both? I kind of had it a little bit of both. And I realized yeah. that when I stepped away from football, the thing that humbles you immediately is that the people that used to ask you for things, hook you up and take care of you, they don't return any of your calls. Yeah. They yeah. immediately stop returning your texts and your calls. Yeah. And listen, I, I tell this story often. I, I had to come after playing in the NFL and the CFL. I came back to my, I went to Miami and I was a ramping trainer at a corporate gym, picking up weights, cleaning floors. And I had to, 
I didn't exactly blow through my money, but I used my money to do certain things for the people I loved and cared about. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah. But that being said, I didn't have a ton of money stored away. I, I didn't. Yeah. And whatever I had, I lived off of. And in Miami, I, w- I went to Craigslist and rented out a room with two roommates in Miami. Yeah. And I just posted a picture of it. I was with a law student and a former Marine from Indiana. We had a uh, three-bedroom house that we rented in Miami Beach. Yeah. They were complete strangers. Yeah. And this is post-NFL career. Yeah. So, I mean, I was humbled beyond. And, and it, we have moments, right? I was humbled. Yeah. And then as we ramp, as we had some success, I think most people may not know this or realize this, or maybe they did, but I started to get ahead of myself even a little bit, maybe last year. And I had to humble myself again because my behavior wasn't conduct that I was proud of. And to be quite honest, I was a bit embarrassed because we create this thing where we believe we're the hardest worker. And we do all these things and everything's because of us. Mm-hmm. And it's really such an ego filled uh, state that we forget about all the people who helped us get where we are. Yeah. And it's cliche to say now, but there really are. I mean, says, I'm a self-made guy. There are no self-made guys. Everyone gets help. Now you could be the most ignorant person in the room and not credit or appreciate the people who have helped you but you didn't do it alone. Everyone who thinks they have all the answers and they're really awesome at what they do. I appreciate the confidence and I appreciate the fact that you have to think highly of yourself to do well. But I think people need to practice being humble and practice just, you know, appreciating the people who put you in a position to be successful. I really believe that. Yeah. I I think that uh, you hit, you know, you hit a nerve there with me. I mean, there's people before us who, who've done these things. I mean, they may not have done exactly the certain things we've done, but they've always been, you know, they've done, they've, they've set the way. And uh, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's key. Um, so let's talk about anatomy because I mean, being a leader, you, I mean, when I, I remember uh, Arthur telling me about it, he was like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to go do a photo shoot in Miami at this gym. And it's got like red turf and a chandelier. And I'm like, what the fuck? I go, what, what are you talking about, man? I go, I go, and I go to a lot of gyms. Right? I've been doing this for so many years. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like chandelier? Who the fuck? Is He's like, oh, Mark, Mark's new gym. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, whatever. So how did that, uh, how, like, so going from obviously trainers, so many different things that we could hit on. We don't have so much time. So, you know, from being a trainer and all that, and then opening up anatomy, how did that all uh, begin? And- so um, I had a, 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 a friend who saw me, you know, putting in a lot of hours, like we all do in, in that really important ramping period of your life. And he said, you know, you're, you're, you're exhausted. And if you keep up the schedule, it's not going to be good. You have to figure out something else to do. And I said, man, our training's my life. I love training and I love being around people. I love helping people. And he said, well, what about your own place? And I said, I would love to do that, but I need help putting that together. Yeah. And then as I was working on that, there was another guy who was also friends with the same friend who was helping me trying to improve my life, mm-hmm. who wanted to create a gym. And I have business partners. I have two business partners. They're both incredible human beings. Yeah. And one, it was my first business partner, Chris. It was his idea to do a spa in a high-end gym. Yeah. And he wanted a red carpet, like red carpet from Miami and the chandelier and you know, we met and 
it turns out like we were a very good pair to work together. Uh, and it was, let's create an atmosphere that it, number one is positive. Like, like we have, we well, you know when you go to a gym, it's confrontational. You have guys that are super jacked and it can yeah. be a little intimidating, right? Not all those guys are great people, right? Or girls. Yeah. And, you know, we wanted to create an atmosphere that's very uh, secure. People are, are feel like they're safe. Yeah. Um, we're there to help you. And it's like, when you walk out of here at the end of the day, it's, man, I feel like I was zapped with the energy bug and I feel amazing. But as far as the chandelier and the red carpet, I credit my business partner for that. And yeah. My other business partner, Randy, for giving us an opportunity and believing in us because that's exactly what he did and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously an amazing concept. I was blown away. We've done a bunch of shoots down there. Uh, if anyone, I always tell people who live up here in Canada, if you're going on to Miami to check it out, you know, try and get in there. And and obviously you've expanded. Thank you so much. Yeah, Mark, like I said, and and you've expanded. So we did a, a video shoot and a photo shoot. Uh, at right. the, this was your second location that opened up in Midtown. Right. So we had a second look. We have our original location is in Miami Beach, that's in yeah. Sunset Harbor. Yeah. Uh, but that all of our locations have uh, personal trainers. Our personal trainers at Anatomy called Body Architects. I'm really proud of them all. They're mm-hmm. they're really knowledgeable. They're hardworking. They they work long hours. Their job's not easy. Um, mm-hmm. But we have personal trainers. We have group fitness. We have spa. We have a sanctuary. We have an infrared sauna. Uh, cold room, cold plunge, hot. Uh, steam room. Yeah, we we offer a lot of different things. We have an outside turf area uh, for sled work and for drills outside. We also have our other location, um, another location, excuse me, in Midtown Miami, that's over the bridge on the mainland. And yeah. We also have a location inside the one hotel, wow. which is very large, like uh, a little over twelve thousand square feet. Yeah, and we we're we're opening one down in US one in Coconut Grove. That's going to be a really special location. It's a it's a it's a little bit bigger. Uh-huh. And we're looking at a fifth location, uh, you know, at this moment. Wow. I mean, that, that's very impressive. What, what, um, what do you have planned? What's like the long-term vision for anatomy? The long-term vision is try to grow this brand in the most positive way and get it to the masses and try to get it to as many people as possible. And this is for people who not just want training. Is it a training gym? This is a gym for our community. This is for people who want to be around others, who enjoy camaraderie, enjoy pushing each other, but enjoy being around good people who care about each other, man. Like mm-hmm. we, we have people that come to this gym where they have gyms that are bigger than ours and we have a really beautiful space. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I don't you know if you're a server at a, a nightclub, if you're working in the restaurant industry, if you're, you know, extremely wealthy in finance, mm-hmm. like we have, all types of people here and I'm really proud of our team. I'm proud of the community. I'm proud how they gel together yeah. and you create something where the environment is really special. Yeah. I, th- I think, like I said, it, it was very unique. I mean, years ago when you started now, there are other, obviously there's going to be copycats people who try to imitate certain things and yeah, you know, that's a, all right, Terry, Terry, I see a lot of chandeliers in gyms now, man. Yeah, I know. So, right, right. You tell someone now, they're like, oh, okay, I've seen a channel there. But I mean, years ago, there was something yeah. different. And I mean, that's, yeah. that's always, I mean, that's, I think it's always going to happen, especially in the of gym course. business. I, I've opened a couple of gyms myself, and, and, and we, I had those partners in, in the first one. And there was fights. I mean, it was, it was very difficult because, yeah. 
you may have a vision of what you want to do. The other guy has got this vision, but then getting it together and aligning it and then having obviously everyone agree, you know, and, and you, so you have to have that, uh, you know, and, and I do, I, sorry, you're going to say, you going to say something? Yeah, no, I'll tell you that to, to probably have what you said about, you know, there was a lot of fights when you open the gym with your partners, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we, we had moments where, when I look back at those moments, I'm going to be real honest. It was probably yeah. all me. It was probably my insecurities, my ego, and me not like being a good partner. Like uh, one of my mentors always says, you know, he, this person, he owns like over a hundred businesses. And he always says, this person's a really good partner. What they mean is like, there's certain things that certain partners, like that's their skill set. Like my skill set is pro is the training, is the gym, is the equipment, is those types of things. The business side of it, I'm learning and I am just a complete beginner. I, I, I can't hold my weight there, but I have some special people on our team that help me with all those things. And that's what they do. They're incredible at it. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, no, but knowing, I'm sorry, Terry, just knowing that, like, I'm telling you that a lot of those issues that we had in the beginning, that was really my fault because it was the approach and the energy I approached all these little issues with and I could have made it so much better. And I'm trying to do all those things now, but you were going to say, I'm sorry. You know, I, I think, you know, it's important that, that, um, we all have, like I said, I'm a passionate person. You're a very passionate person. Your reasoning may be, you know, in your head, like, I want to do it this way. You know what I mean? And, and, but I mean, it's an ego check, right? It's like, what the fuck do you know about right. buildings right. or, or, like, you know, if I leased a building, I don't, like, I don't know. My, my parents didn't teach me this. I didn't, you know, I didn't really pick up on that stuff. And I always ask people, and, but I do get it. You know, and I think too, when you're, I mean, younger or, or our egos are, are a big thing to deal with, you know, and in any right, relationship, right. you have to, you know, be accountable to yourself and, and, and kind of figure that out. And then realize too, it's like, you know, not everyone's always going to be right. There's, there's ways to, you know, to have a discussion. I've had partners mm -hmm. in, in different things and, I think it's almost like that sports mentality. I like, listen, I played hockey as a kid and all that. And it's like, when you're on the ice, yeah, like let's fucking score. Let's do this shit. If, if we're not working, if I fuck up, it's my bad, all that. And you could even like get into fights, but then afterwards, there's that appreciation or that respect. And I think that's right. the most important thing too, is, is having respect for people because you, you can certainly, you know, have uh, your opinions, but you have to respect other people's opinions. And I think it's just really important too. And I, I'm, like, I'm in my 40s and I, I see the, the younger guys coming up and I see these guys, you know, trying to do things, all that. And I really appreciate that. But I just wonder, too, yeah. like, do they have the respect or are they going to respect what's, what's happening? You have any, right. uh, you have any insights or anything about millennials or the younger people? Because we always kind of say things, but what, what's your thoughts on <laughs> I think, the question? You know, yeah, I read, a, I read a, uh, an article the other day. It was why... Uh, a letter from a millennials to their bosses and why their bosses failed them. Yeah. And it was a very interesting perspective. And, and the claim was that their boss didn't inspire them. And I think I've had two types of millennials. I had the millennial that comes into work at like nine o'clock in the morning. And we know personal training starts early. And I said, look, I can't put you in a position to be successful if you don't show up. Mm -hmm. So at least the person needs to take some accountability and be responsible and I, I mean, I've had people that they want to do it their way. Like, I understand everyone wants to just shoot content and be a star. I get that. Yeah. But conversely, there's probably a reason why most people don't want to do it the old school way. And 
that's the beauty, Terry. Like the old school way or just doing like working a job and going to a business and working for someone else. Like there's a lot. The reason that someone would do that is because there's a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to do that because it takes time. And how much time? And you're in your 20s. You have all you have time. Yeah, you have time. You're in your 30s. You have time. So get those lessons, grab all those things and make yourself better. But I don't think millennials are bad. I had a millennial do an internship with us. I gave him a week's worth of work. He was done in two hours. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because he was just motivated. He's a great kid. He has a great mom. Yeah. Uh, and I was just so impressed with his speed of work. So there's different types of millennials. Like I don't think millennials are bad. I just think we have to do a better job engaging them and one, yeah. there's a book called the, the, the Five Love Languages. But there's also a book called The Five Languages in the Workplace. And you have to understand what drives that person that is working with you or on yeah. your team and what they value. If you don't value, understand what they value, you can forget about them working hard for you. Mm-hmm. You have to understand what they value so you can put it in context and you can help lay it out for them to put them in a great uh, uh, position to, to succeed. Yeah, no, very well said. I, I I agree with you. I mean, uh, I've had all kinds. There's, there's obviously millennials who, who who give a bad rap to all the other ones, and I've, I've worked with a lot of them too who are very smart. And if they're go getters, they actually and they know the technology. They know the shit that, like I said, I'm in my 40s, so I I, I think I know Instagram a bit. But I mean, they, they know things that, that I just can't get. Right. And, and right. In, in doing what we do too, right? Being in fitness and all that, I always look at you have to connect with the younger generation, right? Like I started off at 23. I was the young guy in, in the field, right. bodybuilding, you know, supplement world. And as I got older, I'm like, okay, shit, I don't know everything about, you know, I, I'm not cool like that anymore. I don't get it. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, working with millennials is, is uh, at sometimes it's like challenging, but I, I think, like you said, you can motivate them and figure it out and then talk to them in a certain way. Uh, everyone will, will, uh, will advance. So um, absolutely. Uh, culture. The one thing too, and, and, and walking into anatomy, this is, this is one thing too. I know we're talking a lot about anatomy, but I do love, I do love the place. Like I said, I, I go to a million gyms and like, okay, if you go in the Gold's Gym in Venice, it's got this vibe, you know, it's definitely changed over the years. Anatomy, I mean, obviously in South Beach, uh, it's got that. I mean, and I, like I kind of tell you guys, it's like I'm a guy from Canada coming down there and, and walking in there, that vibe, the culture. Mm-hmm. Because that's one right. thing I see. How how did this all kind of come about? And what really are you creating with this culture? Well, let me just start off by saying I'm 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 a very average leader, but I, I but I care very much about being better. And I took everything I ever learned from the people who I respected so much in my life. And that could be uh, you know, my mentors, coaches my mother, uh, my grandfather, and, and all these like Hall of Fame coaches, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, Dick LeBeau, uh, Pete Carroll, who may end up in the Hall of Fame. But these guys, they, it's all based off of respect. Now it's, you can't respect someone who doesn't respect themselves. Yeah. So if someone respects themselves, they'll have a great appearance. They'll have a great, uh, they're, they're well-groomed. They, they speak in a way where they're very respectful to the people around them. Um, they, they consider other people first. We always say the most important person in the situation is not you, it's the other person. But that starts with the way I act 
and the way the other owners act and then the way our leadership acts at all three locations. We have wonderful leaders at all three locations. The one hotel has great leaders. Midtown has wonderful leaders and I'm really proud of them. But like our team has to do a great job taking care of each other Mm -hmm. so they can take care of the members and the members can understand that what we're doing here is different because it's not just about having an eight pack and getting ripped and getting lean and killing the squat set and getting jacked. It's all of those things, Mm -hmm. but it's more than that because this is our entire life. This is our lifestyle. There's no off season to a lifestyle. This is what we do. And we want you to come here. We want you to come back and we want you to make this your home and then bring your family, bring your friends. And then when we expand all over the country, people will understand I want to be there because I know the service that I get is that of people caring about others. And I think that's what makes us special, but it's special because of our team. Our mm-hmm. team has created this culture, mm-hmm. the way they work, they work long hours. They care about each session. It doesn't matter if you're the first session at 5 AM or you're the last session at eight or 9 PM. They treat everyone the same. I think it's, it's amazing. Like I said, uh, walking into anatomy, if, if anyone's down in, in Miami, any of the Canadians going that you have to go check it out. And I always tell people, if you can, and Mark's a very busy guy, go say hi to Mark because, uh, yeah, you know, Mark, you, yeah, I, I'll say there's so many things we can get into, but you know, we're, we're, we've got so much time. Uh, you've been an inspiration to me. Thank you so for, thank you so much for getting me to do this type of stuff because. Oh, absolutely. You're amazing at it. You don't need me. You can do it by yourself. You're going to be the next uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see about that. But. Thanks, Mark. Is there Terry, anything? Terry, else? Terry, Terry, can I just, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can yeah. I just plug uh, the documentary? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I was going to say what, uh, so yeah. the documentary, you did the, the docu- release? Yeah, the documentary, we talked about it before. It's uh, currently on Vimeo. It's going to be on uh, Amazon, and I believe it's going to be on iTunes. But you can look on, on Vimeo right now. Vimeo? Uh, Is it for everyone? Search. So yeah, that, everyone. International, yeah. right? Okay. Right. Just, just a kid from Fall River. And I'm, my, my dear friend, Randy West, uh, yeah. is the director. He's the producer. He's the creator. He's everything. He did this whole thing by himself. Yeah. He's married. He's got two kids. He has a video. He has a business. He's an incredibly talented human being. And I'm honored that he did this. And on the subject, but go watch this film. If you're a single parent, if you're a athlete, if you're a, tr- a student, if you're a struggling student, if you are bullied, if insecurities, whatever it is, if you have big goals, go, go watch the film. Just a kid from Fall River. The director is Randy West of uh, Monarch Productions. And he, uh, he crushed this. We had a guy from ESPN who makes documentaries at the showing and he thought it was amazing. And that was one of the biggest compliments ever. Really. Awesome. I mean, I, I'm going to go watch it myself. I'm going to watch that tonight. My, you know, Mark, I think it's, it's fantastic. You, we'll, we'll post some stuff on our, our social media and where people can, obviously go watch it and all that. Thank so. you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. All right. And Anat- Anat- anatomy is coming to a city near you. you know, hey, Toronto, Toronto. That's right. All right. Maybe next. We'll see. All right. Thanks. Thank you very much, Terry. Thank you guys. Have an amazing week and uh, look forward to seeing you in Miami, Terry. All right. Cool, man. Um, Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll send you a text and I'll, uh, if you can, I think you did some emails with the, uh, with the images and all that, but if you have any videos, Mark, anything I could do to promote in our, on our, our social media, do not hesitate, tag me in it. Like it's just for Mark, okay. I, I run the inside fitness account. So please. Okay. And honestly too, man, if you have print ads, if you guys, Mark, I have space. So just say, really? 
I'll send you the oh, music. Oh, it's amazing. That's Seriously. Right. We're gonna create it. We're gonna create it, and, and we're gonna send it. And you let me know whatever whatever it takes because I, I need that, Terry. We gotta do this because this guy is a special human being, and I yeah. I firmly believe. You watch it. You tell me what you. I know you're a busy man, but tell me what you think. And hopefully it really does help people. I'm going to send you the link right after you get off the phone. Okay. Yeah. You know, for sure. Like I said, anything I could do. I mean, I love that you're inspiring people. It's like giving, you know, I have kids, man. It's like, we got to, we yeah. got to help them. You know what I mean? And, that, and that's yeah. the things I want to do. So anything I can do, I'm going to send you the media kit. Please just have them create. If there's any content stuff you want me to put in there, trust me, man. I got 164 pages. Right. Wow. So I'm, I'm, I've got room for you and you know what I mean? And people, we sell this mark and that's the trend, but for people that I, I love that people that I respect, you know what I mean? And the message is there. So I want to obviously communicate. It. And that's one of the things I want to do more of this year. And that's why I'm kind of doing these podcasts is, is to get into more of the motivation side. You know what I mean? Like you and I, right. man, there's a million things. I, I, I know I could spend I hours, but that's oh, probably the challenge. So, you know, maybe right, we, right. like I said, anything I can do, you let me know. Anytime. Cool. Listen, you're, you're the man. I think the world of you, you've always been so kind to me and genuine. If I can do anything to help you, please let me know. All right. Thanks, man. Okay, buddy. All right. Appreciate it. your family. Have an amazing right. weekend. Thanks. Brother. You too. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.